Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. My name is Asanda Peta. If you've just joined us, well, you can call us on 0891-104-207. SMS us on 41391 with your views and comments and questions. SMSs are charged at 150. uh, Just a reminder, WhatsApp us also on 061-410-4107. Find us on social media. Our handles are at SAFM Radio throughout and uh, hashtag SAFM Live Happens. So talking firstly now about why Solidarity is universal should be welcomed and uh, this is in in decision or the decision that solidarity made to establish the Afrikaans institution of higher learning a community building its own institution and is this you know something that we should be looking at as a template and it is without doubt the best way to express patriotism and that's according to Ralph Matecha who joins us now he is a political analyst Uh, welcome Ralph and a good afternoon to you how are you Good afternoon, Asanda, and good afternoon to your listeners. Thanks for inviting me. I'm well. Thank you so much. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks for making time. And let's talk yes. about your article. Uh, and then we'll we'll touch on, you know, what this whole uh, ish, uh, situation is around. Because last week we actually spoke to Solidarity, but not on this show. I spoke to them in a different show, but here on SAFM. But your views on this is that, you know, some of the, de- the best developments in society are brought by those that we suspect may have... Not so good intentions behind that, but these ultimately find their way in good hands and become good things. Let's unpack that first of all, uh, because there was negativity around why Solidarity has decided to build this institution. Indeed, Afanda, I mean, uh, it was quite a difficult article for me to write, I have to be honest with you. Usually, I will plan an article through the week, and I don't take such a long time to write because I write quite often. But this is the article that I had actually written. It was done about 48 hours before it went live as I, as I, I, I write the weekly column. And, and after writing it, I went back to it. What worried me and why I begin by some kind of philosophy about intention and the means is because I'm sensitive to the fact of the matter here. The fact being that Africans, uh, the manner in which it has been used within our society, it has been largely to pursue racial superiority it has been to undermine other languages instead of uh, the language being used as one of the african languages that developed here unfortunately the language has been used as a symbol of superiority hence i had to begin by acknowledging that and then i then had to go to say that uh, the intention behind this university of course uh, we are being told it is for the celebration of africans and so forth and it has invoked a lot of negativity within our society given also the race dialogue and race relations within our society but i said to myself that look as a scholar i have to look deep into the society even if it's uncomfortable even if i might offend some of the people i have to look deep and to say that what is it about this initiative that i think is positive and for me it brought back the idea of community initiatives uh, mm. where i ended up with that conclusion where i'm saying that uh, africanas building their own university it is the best uh, expression of patriotism and again people might have their different versions of patriotism and we can debate that but there is nothing better than remaining engaged people are not saying we are leaving for australia to build our university there but they're saying they're building it here and when i go back i say this is exactly how majority of black communities have developed in the past this is how 
we used to do it and and we cannot and, and just I, I appreciate yeah. that you know i appreciate yes. that you taking reference from your own experience and taking yes. us back mm-hmm. in terms of how things have been done because what solidarity mm-hmm. say is it has done in your view is you know a model that's uh, f- that speaks to the future of development and if communities take responsibility for their infrastructure then you know the things will move forward let's talk about your your uh, example that you give uh, growing up in limpo and you talk about yes. you matriculated from a school that was built by a community. Exactly, Asanda. I mean, I, I, I grew up in Limpopo, in that area, Bochum, and uh, by that time, government was just not present. It was under the homeland and so forth. So government was just not there. And the communities, what they did is that they built a primary school and then they built a secondary school, which was not completed. It had a roof thatch and so forth. And then that primary school was going up to what we then used to call from three, almost like a grade 10 or so. Uh, and then uh, later on, subsequently putting together the funds within the community and sourcing the builders within the community who were contributing. The community actually built the high school that I, 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 I matriculated from. Government did not contribute a cent towards that structure. I speak with authority on that one, Asanda. What mm-hmm. government contributed was the teacher and the inspectors and, and, and also the learning material. But our parents were so much engaged in that infrastructure. I remember one day uh, around 1994, there was anxiety around the new government coming in, apartheid collapsing in 93. We, we tried to stage a strike at the school during exam. What the parents did, each and every parent just left the village, picked their children with their hands and said, you write the exam and your grievances later. The strike was finished just like that. And for me, that is a community that is engaged and that is what I'm seeing Solidarity trying to do. For whatever reason they're doing it, for me the method has worked and we should rethink about it as a method through which we need to re-engage our communities in their development. Let's take a short break. Ralph Motecha joins us, who's a political analyst. We're talking about why Solidarity's uh, institution of higher learning should be welcomed. Uh, this, is the, this is Life Happens. Stay with us. Life Happens, weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Why Solidarity's university should be welcomed is the question we are asking with Ralph Mateja, political analyst who's written an article on this particular issue. Uh, before we took break, uh, the break, Ralph, you were citing an example of your own uh, school that you matriculated from, which was built by the community. So a case of the community meeting the government halfway or maybe sometimes even all the way and parents, you know, being very much engaged in the decision making processes that go into a school where their children are is basically what uh, Solidarity was saying. Because when I spoke to Connie Mulder, who is head of Solidarity Research uh, last week, he echoed the very same thing that you're saying, that the, the, the institution that Solidarity is building is actually uh, uh, community members who got together, put money together, a, a project that started 12 years ago even. And that's background that we prob- probably didn't have. But it's basically what uh, community uh, members have done in the Afrikaans community to make sure that their children get what they need and they are part of a decision-making process. We've since now, you know, as parents, disengaged from that and the affairs of schools. Why do you think that is? Exactly. You know, uh, democracy is a very demanding system of government. It requires that we remain engaged uh, and we maintain it. And I think that uh, it is very easier for us to, to point at government and, and, and government are strained in any case. 
and there are some problems and so forth. But it's very easier to point them govern as get government. Then you ask ourselves, what is it that we are doing ourselves as a nation? Are we being engaged ourselves? Are we actually making savings in our own communities and investing in in our own communities? That is the most difficult thing that uh, as a nation, we don't like to introspect in that direction. And I do understand. Sometimes people, I was speaking to someone a day ago, a colleague of mine, researcher, was saying to me that, uh, but uh, actually, Afghanistan have got a lot of money, they've got a lot of resources, black people do not have money. And I said that, you know what? Back in the days, more than 25 years ago, when I grew up, very small amount of money was saved by the community. You cannot tell me that that is a justification. For me, it's all about the willingness of the people to invest in their own future. Mm. It is demanding and it requires introspection. That's what we should be doing while we are also asking the right questions as to what are our governments and our political leaders doing. Let's take a call from Voyel. Are you calling us from Bedford View? Good afternoon. Hi, I just want to add what the guy just said. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hearing people complaining about this African university. I, for one, I don't have a problem. Because these people are creating culture, customs for their children. They will do things the way they want them. And I ask, why some people do not do the same city? Mm. I mean, like we go outside Johannesburg, we focus on people that outskirts of the city build like five-star hotel schools, you know? Yeah. And where we're not going to learn English, I want to know we're going to learn our original language, Kosa, Kosa, Zulu, Benda, Benda. We, not these artificial schools that we go to, that they say with our, we mustn't speak English to our children. Susie, my man, I don't know how to say, be proud of our, we, how, mm. who, who, are, who are we? You understand us? Yeah, and Something's not right, man, with us. I don't know what's wrong with our mentality. We are lazy to think. We cannot do things for ourselves. That's why we cannot move to the next point. We are in the situation we are in now. We're holding hands, expecting other people to do things for ourselves. No, man. It's about time, really, we do things for ourselves now. Absolutely, Vuyela. Thanks for your call. Lucky in Joburg. Welcome. Uh, uh, how are you? I'm great, like you. I'm great, my friend. Good to hear you. <laughs> okay, look, there are two issues that I want you to reconcile. One, you said where you grew up, the community was involved, and obviously it was poor then, it was more poor than now. Uh, now the Afrikaners are now forging ahead with their culture, but now they have got money. So kindly try to reconcile from it. What do you think was the intention of your the community coming from in terms of building a school vis-a-vis what the Afrikaners are trying to do? What is the distinction and what can we learn from both your community and the Afrikaners? Thank you. Thank you, Lucky. I think let's answer that, uh, Ralph. Uh, Vuyelo's uh, comment didn't really need much answering there because she was yeah. adding on to what you were saying. But, okay, let's, let's tackle uh, Lucky's uh, call. Yes, yes. Thank you, Asanda. Lucky's like, a very good friend of mine. I know him personally. Um, what, what I think is coming out here is that uh, this is exactly what, what I meant to start with, Asanda, by mentioning the question of the intention, where it is it is quite... Uh, one is never clear whether uh, Africans want to drive... Uh, african superiority or they want to build a more inclusive way of of, of africana 
if I send my child to that university to learn more about Africans, will my child, my black child, to be more specific, be welcome in that university? That tends to be seen, and, and I, I do think the question that is being brought by Lucky, it is the right one. I mean, at, about our, our my own community, my community just aimed to be part of uh, the development in the country. It was more inclusive. I would imagine, in principle, if an African child wanted to come and, come and enroll at our village school, we would have welcomed that child. We didn't have a problem uh, uh, in, in that sense. So I, I would imagine that is where the distinction is. And again, I do understand the intention here might get us to look at the means very differently. But my point is that we've been doing this thing ourselves. Does the fact that there are doubts about intention should be tamed to the whole uh, initiative, the whole thinking that we used to have among our communities? That's the question I also wanted to forward. Mm. Marule in uh, Bushpark Ridge. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, let me, let me just indicate that uh, despite me knowing exactly the intention of this uh, the African Forum, but I'm agreeing with Dr. Uh, Matera. Uh, we must learn something from this good uh, gesture of the African Forum promoting their own culture. Né? Mm. As blacks, I think our situation now is different. 25 years ago, the fact that a number of us have a lot of black millionaires and billionaires but instead of us lambasting, we need as a black nation also, let's group ourselves together and build our own universities that will promote our own culture. Instead of us creating a lot of duhaha over the Africaners. Ourselves, the problem is that when we get money, we don't want to invest it for long term. You check what is happening in our uh, townships and, and our villages over the Friday, Saturday. We are drinking, and if I can tell you, we are drinking a lot of money. If we could group ourselves like this uh, minority community of the Africaners, we could, we could do something instead of Lambati. Let's learn something from them and do things for ourselves. We must be self-sufficient in the long run. Yes, That's thank you. Thank you, Marule. So closing remarks then, Pudralf. Uh, do you think that uh, the... The, the black leaders in our society in South Africa, the millionaires and the billionaires, more specifically that Marule is talking about, should be spearheading these movements of us getting together, banding and building our own, or it really isn't really about how much money one has. Even poor communities can make a change. I think that's something that will help a lot if our, our, black, our black billionaires and, and, and millionaires were, were investing in some of those infrastructures. It will help a lot. But all I'm saying as well is that it does not depend on them. The communities are, are very rich themselves. We never had uh, billionaires or millionaires when we invested in our own schools that are still standing today. So it is, it is, within, it is within us. And the near idea that there is an appropriation by government, it should not disable us as an, as an agency. You know, I just want to share this last experience, mm-hmm. Asanda. When I was a student, I, I traveled to Nigeria back in 2003. I did a lot of research in that country. And when I was there, something came to me as a very young student by then in my early 20s. I said to myself that I wish South Africans can behave like Nigerians because in Nigeria, the state has failed. And there was no expectations of the state. And I said to myself, I wish South Africans can develop this attitude of not expecting much from the state, even if they do not have the state that has failed. It doesn't require us for our state to fail, for us to start behaving in a manner that we show that we believe in ourselves, as if the state has failed. So when I go out in West Africa and so forth, one thing I see is that 
citizens stand up because their state has failed. We can emulate that attitude before our own state fails by appreciating initiatives such as this one. Thank you again so much for your time, uh, Ralph. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ralph Matecha, political analyst, joining us here on Life Happens. It's half past one now. Over to you, Utsile Saku, with the news headlines.